On this week's episode, we hop in the pool of life with a 12-time Olympic medalist as a swimmer and a Florida Gator, Ryan Lockie. This episode of One Star Recruits is brought to you by Blue Highway Pizza. When visiting Gainesville, Florida, be sure to stop by Blue Highway Pizza in historic Micanopy or west of the University of Florida in the Tioga Town Center. Family owned and operated since 2004, their passion is pizza. From their hand-tossed thin and crispy brick oven pizza to their deep dish Sicilian, you can taste the love. Blue Highway makes everything from scratch and serves local and organic produce. Their newly renovated Tioga location has a full bar featuring craft cocktails. There's something for everyone at Blue Highway Pizza, from your meat lover to gluten-free and vegans. When you dine with them, you're supporting a company that pays a living wage and provides a matching 401k and insurance to their employees, DK. Pizza with a purpose, Blue Highway. Let's go. Let's go. This is Ryan Lochte on the One Star Recruits Podcast. Yo, aloha. Welcome to the One Star Recruits Podcast. I'm DK. I'm joined as always with my best friend of 25 years, Rip. We are a couple one stars who, like you, are on this journey of life. We're learning, loving, getting better every day, every week with the help of five-star athletes and entertainers from around the globe, around the world. This particular week, we hop on down south. A little bit, a little bit of Florida, Rip. Florida, spring is, break is here. Spring is here. Spring break really is in Florida, man. I've been seeing some picks. It's been getting, uh, are we back? Florida's back. Florida's been back. The sunshine state. I mean, it's really never left, but I, I got to make a trip out there to take the kids to, to Disney World. Have you ever actually been to the big? No, I haven't. I'm a California Disneyland, Anaheim Disneyland goer. And uh, I, I, why? Why does it? Is it because Epcot? A lot of people like Epcot. That's what's up with. Is that what's going on? I mean, it's like three times the size, you know, Disneyland's in, in our backyard here in Anaheim in Southern California, but yeah, the, the Orlando one, I remember going as a kid, man, it's, it's a big family trip and yeah, it's, it's like three days. You have to go for, for days at a time, not just one day. You can't do it all in one day. Oh, damn. So this is already this free ad for Disneyland, uh, Orlando. You need to yeah, get out there. Now that you've got a media pass, get out there, maybe get a magic game in. definitely go get, check out that Blake Bortles training facility at U, uh, UCF. I get a lot of ad impressions on the one star shirt. I wear it to Disneyland. I get a, you know, thousands and thousands. I wear it to Disney World. I get uh, all around Orlando. I get, you know, hundreds of thousands. Oh, yeah. That's what you're doing. That's what you do. Your family's bought into that. They know they do. I'm going to outfit them in one star shirts. That's pretty what soon. I was going to say is next. Okay. Let's get five. Let's get, let's, tri let's quadruple. What's five? Quintuplet those things. You just usually see the whole family's wearing like the Mickey Mouse or Disneyland shirts. You see a whole family of four wearing one star shirts. And you know, something's up. I played golf this weekend. Uh, I didn't wear my shirt, but the, the pod came up and I got a couple. We got a couple downloads right then and there. Uh, golf's a great place because they got to spend five hours with me. You're going to either like me or hate me at the end of five hours. You know, actually, it was four hours. This particular golf round which was a very nice, very lovely morning four hour golf round. You know, how's that, how's that work? You, you, you just go in and, and you don't know who you're going to be paired up with in a foursome. Like you had, so you had a story up on our IG the other day of you hitting a shot and there were like two Canadian guys like cheering for you. I'm like, what the mm -hmm. hell is going on? No, the sweetest, the sweetest. Yeah. The Canadians are back. They're back in, in, in Hawaii, which is interesting. We haven't seen Canadians in a while, uh, really, but yes. Uh, yeah, you get, so you go rip, you have your tea time and, uh, you roll through and you get matched up. Sometimes you'll be solo. So occasionally that happens, you know, depends when your tea time or your golf and what's going on. But most of the times you're, you're set up in, in a random. And yeah, we had two 
really good guys. Of course, Steve and uh, Steve and Gary from Vancouver, incredibly nice dudes. Uh, we witnessed a huge shot by by one star listener here, local guy Harrison. Hit the shot of his life. You want to hear about it? Do you give a shit about it, Rip, or no? Give me the thirty second version. Okay, thirty second version. It's Bay Course at Kapalua. It's hole seven, I believe. Harrison, sorry if that's the wrong hole. It's about three thirty seven is the drive, and it dog legs right, so you have to carry over some sand. He just had a terrible hole on a par three. I think he doubled, and he was pissed. He was doing some negative self talk. He gripped it and ripped it with people still on the green, and he drove a par five with uh, one freaking swing of the stick. So he carried it about 330 yards. He actually hit the people on the green, which is very rude. You don't hit into people in golf. This particular drive was such an amazing thing that is like only what a pro would do. It's very long. It was Harrison's best shot he ever hit in his life by far. They would be pissed. They were clapping for this drive like literally it almost hit them and they were happy for it it's not even the best part we walk up we do a chest bump it's very exciting i'm nobody has ever seen that before i can't believe it we drive up he's got about an eight foot putt so okay cool he's got an eagle opportunity very rare hole in one type things for us every day fucking hey man this guy steps up and he um Harrison has an eight-foot putt, and he's got eyes on him now. The people who are on the green now are watching him because that's what you do when this opportunity hits. And uh, we all putt. I got my double, my double, you know, a couple pars in there from the Canadian guys. He steps up, and he drops the damn putt, and he gets an eagle. He, has, he said he hadn't had one since he was 13. So huge one-star clap, rip. I almost one lost star. you there in that story. One-star bump. No, that was a lot of golf talk, but I, I, I made it through. I, I understood it. It's a big shot. I mean, it was definitely like a, you don't see people hit the ball really 300 straight, you know, within the pin really ever. So big kudos, man. He's been working on his golf game. So shout out. He's already he's already addicted. I know it's going to make him way more addicted, which is good for me, too, because the one stars know I'm always looking for motivation to go out and play. So down to get matched up with friendly Canadians. Rip, I was hitting so many bad shots. They are so nice. They don't even care. They help you look for the ball. They help you on your, you should turn your wrist a little bit, but that was one of the better swing. That was incredibly nice human being. So I, I had quite the Sunday, bro. Get, get to the part I really care about is did you convert them into pod listeners? Oh, yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, they really requested, like our guy Seymour, more hockey players, as you can imagine. They asked <laughs> if we had if had any, any guys from Vancouver, gals from Vancouver. I, I couldn't, I, I panicked, you know, so I, I threw out the speed skater, you know, Paulo Ono. Steve Nash. Uh, well, Steve Nash hasn't been on the pod yet. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Build credibility. So maybe you can go fishing for a, a, a little rip, but I think so. They had a good time. After seeing Harrison hit that shot, that's a story that they're telling. They may come for this story now because they're a part of it. They were saying towards the end of the round, oh, shit, I'm going to be on the podcast uh, in this regards. Nice human beings. A lovely Sunday morning. I was home by 12 o'clock. The best thing was Harrison bought. We hit Taco Bell, bro. I came home, Taco Bell, and napped. It was just a phenomenal Sunday for me, man. How's your uh, How's your psyllium husk working with that Taco Bell? Did you uh, Are you Are you a regular user now? Did we convert? Got to give it up to you. Yeah, I got to give it up to you. You've mentioned it in the wreck of the of the week. Psyllium husk kind of laughed, and then a couple listeners started hitting us up, sending pics of the bag and you know whatever. I was like, oh, okay, it's on. Like, it's I got it now. I got to try. So I've been on it now. Rip, this has been a week. It is so awesome, bro. Your best wreck, by far, your best wreck. 
I'm giving credit to Adam, comedian Adam Lamb, because he recommended it to me after I had my colonoscopy last year and all that, and and it, it really helped, man. He uses it daily. I use it daily. Now you're using it daily, so it's good stuff, it is. I, I talked to my sisters, and this was not even – I didn't tell her. I also was like, hey, this shit's working for me. If, if She said she already ordered it. So I think we're ahead of the curve by like a month. I think everybody's going to catch on. I do kind of a triple threat situation, too. I use I still use the Athletic Greens. It's great. I use a little bit of UCAN, our sponsor. So I pour in the UCAN and then I'll put it in uh, another scoop of the Huskin on top of that. Uh, give it a good shake and just put it down. It also keeps you full. I mean, are we doing another damn ad rip? You're going to have to clean this podcast up here. Possible future sponsor now. I think the brand is called Now NOW Cilium Husk. There could probably be word spreads quick on one star recruits. They might be sold out on Amazon by the end of this uh, week here. I've tested it this weekend and yesterday. I actually did a triple threat test. I did airport run. So I went to Kahului to go do the airport run uh, a little bit. Uh, they had to wait at the gate or something. So I'm up there. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to get a couple of things. I got Krispy Kreme. It's a rarity, you know, just to get a donut here. A lot of malasadas, not a lot of donuts. So I got six Krispy Kreme. I ate two immediately in the drive through. I got a couple mixed plates for, for Kimmy when I picked her up. And then I went to Starbucks and I got a very dangerous, dangerous thing for me, bro. IBS gang, very dangerous. I got a, an ice matcha latte. Ooh. Delicious, but heavy cream, I think. Uh, dangerous for me. Nevertheless, guess what? Didn't I have been doing my husk? Terrific morning, Rip. You're testing it. You're, You're pushing the limits. You're eating all kinds of, all kinds of junk food and, and seeing if it works. Adam Lamb's a savior. You're a savior, Rip Springs here. Dude, we've been on fire this last week doing, we finally have gotten ahead. Golf clap for us, Rip. This, the sun is coming out. We're ahead in interviews. Uh, spring break is here. I talked about in Florida. Hawaii is crowded as AF. So spring break is here for sure. It all feels really good. It's going to be an amazing spring, Rip. L- let's do 20 seconds. You gave me 30 seconds on golf. You might have to edit that up. I took about five minutes. 20 seconds on your bracket go i can give you five seconds I, we, we can move on from march madness we're all safe right now and it's the worst oh, bracket i've ever second. had oh worst you've ever had okay you have five seconds finish it i'm never good at these brackets but this is far by far the worst i, I, don't, I have no elite eight left i'm totally done i mean we're in the sweet 16 i have i have no elite eight left i'm by far in last place in the one star bracket challenge but you know dk the good thing i was thinking about this the other day the good thing about being the one star recruits is we always have an excuse. We just say, hey, we're one stars. It's a one star bracket. It's a one. It is. It's a we'll see. Although I am getting texts asking people if you even take that seriously and they're questioning if you even know what's going on in the sporting world, if that was an intentional one star move. But you had some you had some early reads that you thought were correct and they were completely off. We'll move on, though. What what team still in the tournament are you most excited to watch moving forward? Duke, because Everyone hates Duke. Everyone hates Coach K, but I'm a fan. I've always loved Duke since my cousin Elton Brand played there back uh, in the early 2000s. And yeah. I'm nice. a fan. I want, I want to see him succeed. I want to see him win it all. And actually, I'd like to see Duke and St. Peter's. And in that case, I don't care who wins in the final. You one. love the under, under, underdogs. Mom, St. Peter's is a is a school in, in New Jersey who has made their way into the Sweet 16 of this fun tournament. Great answer. I'm, I'm excited for Duke, too. That North Carolina loss might have been the best thing ever because they came in hot. This Arizona team looks like an NBA, NBA team out there. Their size, the way they move. They got some pros out there. I, I know you're a big Arizona State guy. I'm a northern Arizona guy. 
Uh, but I have all the feels for this U of A team. Must see TV at this point. So that's my squad to watch. Anything to add? We'll move on from Brax. Go Peacocks. St. Peter's, baby. All the way. I am. Risk buying into that shit. Hey, word on the street is you had a... Uh, word on the street, bros, you had a one-star... A one-star garage sale and a one-star lemonade stand happened. Did that go down? That went down. Yeah, we doubled up as part of the garage sale. We had a lemonade stand. It was my kid's first lemonade stand. So our bet was that the traffic from the garage sale would carry over to his lemonade stand. He did one of those, whatever you can give, you know, instead of setting a price, whatever you can give. Oh, nice like that. You get a couple of twomps. No, he got all ones, but he sold, I think, 12 bucks worth. The problem was we didn't get much traffic for the yard. So I think yard sales are kind of gone after COVID possibly, but mm-hmm. we en- ended up donating a bunch of stuff. But he was happy. He he uh, got to drink most of the lemonade because not many people came. So it worked out well for everyone. A lot of sugar in that lemonade, man. He was probably fired up, man. He's probably firing around. Yeah, I don't think he went to bed till like 10 that night. Bro, did you say you sold some shit, though, at the garage sale? We got rid of some things and we donated. What's hot right now? What do people want? What are people buying? Bikes. Always bikes are are always hot. We had an old beach cruiser with like flat tires that someone still gave us 30 bucks for. That's that's Mm. (laughs) bikes sell anywhere, any place. 30 bucks. Seems seems like it seems maybe a little cheap, but okay. Anything else? Any other hot hot, hot items? Clothes, I think. Yeah, clothes are always like women's clothes. I mean, my wife had had a lot of her clothes out there and people just rummage through the the bins and find what they want, you know? Well, there it is. What's a rough number in case somebody wants to go through the the trouble? One star that wants to go through the trouble of wrangling their shit together and doing a garage sale. What are you happy with? Five hundred? You don't have to tell me the number you made, but what's the ballpark of a number that it would be a W? Uh, we're one stars, man. Our, our bar is much lower. I think we made uh, about 130 bucks. So we uh, uh, trust me, it's probably not worth the time and effort in the end because we put hours and hours into getting everything out. And <laughs> uh, not to mention, we're, we were so tired by the end. This is the one star moment of the week, DK. <laughs> we were so we were so tired by the end of the day. We just said, we're just going to leave this stuff out overnight. So I go I go to open the garage at like 10 o'clock at night to grab something before I go to bed. Six percent chance of rain that day. I checked because we're gonna have a garage sale. I opened the door. It's pouring outside at ten at night. Everything we left out got completely soaked. Some of it ruined. Just poured rain at a six percent chance of rain in Long Beach, where it never rains. Mm, that explains why you're having those heavy discount sales. Everything's wet, bro. No, this was the day, the the night after the garage sale. Oh, the night after. So yeah, so double trouble. So now you have the stuff. What do you do now? You gotta you give it away, or you go is to go back in the storage. It seems like the you're doing the opposite. No, true to form. Uh, the next day in Southern California, it's about 85 degrees, so all that stuff dried out. We we donated what we could, and uh, we're we're past it, man. So no yeah, more yeah, you got a little bit of away. space. That shit feels good in your heart when you got a little space. So where that space open up for you in the garage? Yeah, that's that's been the project for about two years is trying to clean out that garage. So we're we're getting there. We're about twenty five percent there. So we're uh, we got a long way Let's to go. go. One star bump. I mean, you got a bunch of shit going on. I want to get to this interview because it was it was really good. It was you know I love it when guests take the time to to hop on just period, but then talk real life, especially vulnerable stuff that uh, is super relatable. Ryan Lockie came on and did that. When we come back from this interview, Rip, though, don't let me forget, you went to, I think you went to a Long Beach game I want to talk about. I think you actually possibly picked up a, uh, a phone number from another dad. I want to talk about the pickup moment, all right? So don't let me forget that stuff. This interview to our, our, our listeners this week, I mentioned we have a lot of these lined up. Sometimes with lining up these interviews, um, things in life happen. In this case, we talk about a new puppy that unfortunately... Uh, 
is 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 no longer with us. The puppy's passed away, and we wanted to keep the stories in there um, and the happiness and the joy to uh, to 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 keep that vibe going. So I'm throwing that out there. It's a great interview. We're we're keeping the stuff in there, and our condolences to the Lockheed family uh, on this tragedy. Tragedy, but we'll remember the good times. And uh, I hope you enjoy this interview with Ryan Lockheed. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a husband, a father, a 12-time Olympic medalist as a swimmer, a Florida Gator, and the proud owner of a brand new puppy, Ryan Lochte. Thanks for hanging out with the One Stars, Ryan. Yeah, no problem. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for coming on. I mentioned the puppy who uh, I believe you guys named Luke. Uh, Luke. Bre- breaking news for this pod. My family's currently fostering a puppy as well. DK doesn't even know this, but we're hoping to keep him long term. Uh, you know, it's been a long week, though. He keeps <laughs> pooping all over the house. What's well, uh, but uh, it. I mean, <laughs> first, I, I was being a dad. You go to changing diapers. <laughs> then you go to a dog pissing and sh- shitting all over the floors. <laughs> I'm mean, get new carpets. Oh, uh, is that bad? <laughs> what you got any pro tips for, for how to housebreak the dog? So so they go. Well, outside it, and I blame my wife because she I was like, honey, we have to crate train the puppy. She's like, oh, no, I'm not dealing with him whining throughout the night because she'll wake up because as soon as I close my eyes, I am out cold. You ain't waking me up. Uh, So she'll have to wake up in the morning. She's like, oh, I'm not dealing with that crap. So (laughs) he's sleeping with us in the bed. I'm like, ooh, and that crying stuff. I have no kids, but dogs, the the dog crying stuff tears at my heart. It's so it, it's like same with the kids, like especially my daughter, like she can cry and she'll still be my angel. Like I'm like, you can keep crying all you want. Like, I don't care. Like <laughs> she has me wrapped around her finger. Now with my son, I'm just like, hey, you better stop crying, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have uh, they make diapers for dogs, believe it or not. I, I saw some at the I store. Can't, like, you you I, can't put a diaper on a dog. That's what I said. I'm not doing it, man. I'm waking up at 530 in the morning and taking them out to pee. Man. <laughs> yep. Wife is doing right now. And it's big news for me, Rip. Thank you. You broke that with Ryan. Thank you, man. I have two dogs. I want another one too. My wife's holding me back as well. We gotta get on this dog. Thank you for getting one though, Rip. Good luck. Best of luck. We'll talk on the pod, I guess, about it. We'll talk on the pod. <laughs> hey, let's uh let's go from teaching dogs to ropes the ropes to the second for to teaching kids about your specialty, Ryan, which is obviously swimming. I have a <laughs> I have a five-year-old who we've had in swim lessons for about three years now, and he's still right. having some issues uh, getting over the fear of water and, and being yeah. in that big pool without anyone kind of helping or holding him up. Do you uh, do you have any tips for helping introduce kids to the pool and making it more of a positive experience to kind of get rid of some of those fears? I mean, I think you say it right there, being positive. Like, kids at a certain age, that's why I, I see some of, like, these, like um, – the drowning prevention, like the teaching swim, how to swim classes with the mom and tots. Like I just see it. And they're, the kids are terrified of the water because they like throw them in the water. Like, yeah. And it's traumatizing. Well, with my kids, like we, like we were holding on to them being like playing in the water on like the, on the steps and just like, so they get acclimated to the water and being like, you know what? Water is my friend. Like it's, I shouldn't be scared. I shouldn't have to, when I step foot in the water, be like terrified and like start panicking. So we, we started doing that in the very beginning. And then I started like, now, like my kids are water babies. 
Like my awesome. daughter, she's two, like two and a half. She can't swim fully, but she'll think she's like a world class swimmer and go like in the deep end and just jump in. And I'm like, oh, great. And no then fear. she goes, <laughs> no fear. And Caden, he's a good swimmer. My son, he's four and a half. Um, he's a good swimmer. He can swim the length of a pool. Like he's good. Um, like one thing I do say is they have to know how to swim. I think that's the one most important thing that you have to teach your kid is how to swim. And for me, it was the easiest way to get them acclimated to the water is just being being their buddy right there next to them. Like being like, hey, I'm in this with you, bud. Um, so it got them to love the water. Swimming bubby. Any difference between a pool and a lake? I have I have a unsolicited solicited parenting thing where I think if you put kids in a lake or a ocean early, they get more accustomed to water. True or false? Ryan? Um I would false. <laughs> that's a one I don't star, know. That's I mean, a one star move, man. Dude, because it's, it's like it's like the mother, you know. So they're in there. They're already with the mother, yeah. then the nature, and then it's like this big vast thing. So the pool's chill. That could be very one star take. I have a lot of one star pool takes, bro. Come to think of it, actually, Ryan, big time one star pool take. I, I haven't been in my pool at my complex for three weeks, and tell me if I'm dumb or not. Tell me if this is stupid. So. It was total bummer. Three day weekend. I think it was Veterans Memorial Day. We uh-huh. woke up and the pool's blocked off with the yellow tape. Okay, what's going on? Some somebody something happened. So is it poo or is it throw up? Everybody's talking in the complex about it. What is it? Yeah. Finally, we learned. Thank God it's not poo, but it was a big throw up. Big party day in the pool, so big throw up. And uh-huh. and all they did was clean it out, and they didn't take the water out and put it back in. I haven't back in set in since. Yeah. Is it cool for me to go back in the pool? Oh, heck yeah. With throw up. What if that would have been poo? What if that would have been poo? What's worse? I mean, hey, I from experience, like coming from um, some hard asses uh, as coaches, um, they if there was like poo in the pool, they they get it like a little skimmer, get it out and then be like, (laughs) get back back in the water and do those do that set over. So So, okay, I'm going back in, man. And they always told me that, you know, chlorine kills everything. That's true. That should be a T-shirt. That should be your next T-shirt. Because <laughs> yeah. now I feel better. Chlorine kills everything. I was being a puss about it. We interrupt this interview for a brief moment to talk about the greatness of the UCAN products that we use every day. DK, you know I'm a big fan of the chocolate almond butter energy bars that keep me going every day. What's your favorite UCAN product? I do a smoothie every morning, and recently I've been subbing out orange juice for the tropical orange flavor uh, can Energy Mix. I put a packet of that in. I also put an avocado in. It does something really great. It helps me curve my hunger cravings, and I'm fully hydrated for the day. So recommend the can Tropical Orange Mix. There it is. It's all about energy on this podcast and really in life, and can products help us with that. So check out all the products. Get 20% off all your orders and free shipping at youcan.co forward slash the number one S-T-A-R and use the code one star at checkout. Back to the interview. Let's talk about growing up and the process of being well-balanced and human, being humans, you know. For me, junior high and high school was a tough time for myself. It was a crossroads of trying to figure out who I was, who I wanted to be. I got sent away to a boarding school in the middle of Wisconsin. And for parents out there, you know, looking back for me on those teenage years, I got a lot of shit out of my system. I think I just got it out of my system. 
when I was in my 20s and 30s, it wasn't as exciting to me. But for let's say this, like for parents out there raising athletes with heavy training schedules, how important is it to also have a normal social life, I guess, and and get things out of their systems in life? So growing up, both my parents were swim coaches. So I was always I basically grew up on the swim deck by the swimming pool. But and they never like they never made me swim. It was always my choice. But they so like growing up, I did every sport possible. Um, But they said, if you're going to do a sport, if you're going to do something, you don't half ass it. You go all in. You give it a shot. And if you don't like it, you can get the hell out of there. So and and I I, that kind of like is how like I swam like I would I would go swimming because I just loved being in the water. It was like my happy place. But like I wasn't I was a little kid. I was just having fun. I was trying to get kicked out of practice. I was like blowing bubbles under people's like legs, like just like messing with everyone. Um, just being a little kid. And I remember when I was a little kid, I said, Hey dad, what are we doing for, uh, what's next? And he was like, don't you ever call me dad on the swim, on the swimming pool. So that was like our thing. Like I never called him dad or mom when I was at the swimming pool for practice. But once we left the swimming pool, I never wanted to talk about swimming. We never talked about swimming. It was back to being my dad. It was coach on the swimming deck. And then as soon as I left, it was mom and dad. And we never talked about swimming. So I did have that two different lifestyle. And I think that's what was able for me to swim for as long as I did, because I always treated swimming as a different lifestyle. Even when I went to college, I was like, you know, I'm going to the swimming pool. I'm going to put 110% into from the day, from the moment I put on my swimsuit to the moment I take it off. And I was 100, 1000% committed. Like I was a badass. Like you couldn't beat me in the water. Like I would just go until I bleed. But then once I left that swimming pool, I was like, Hey, screw swimming. I'm here to have fun. Let's wait. Where's my buddies. Let's go to the movies. Let's go to the bar. Like I was just, I had that different, those two different lifestyles. So when I did go back to the swimming pool, I was more focused. Like I was refreshed. I wasn't drained about eating, thinking, sleeping about swimming. So it was definitely very important for me to have that two different lifestyle. Huge, huge, huge hand clap rip for Ryan's parents for recognizing that balance early. I think a lot of parents, especially when they're like, damn, he's pretty good or she's pretty good. They want to push him. They want to keep pushing and pushing. And then they stop doing what they love at age 14. Totally. It's like when you it's like when you have date night with your wife, like you have that rule where you can't talk about kids. You have to have your own separate you yeah. know, things to talk about outside of just kids 24 seven. Right. Yep. It's important. You got to go to college. Dude, you were at Florida when when Billy Donovan was winning, winning Natty championships. And, and oh, yeah, I, re- I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was uh, that was Joe Kim Noah. That was Joe Kim Noah. Yeah. Cordy Brewer. Oh, Brewer, so nice. Those shorts. Yeah, Dave Lee, all those boys. Oh yeah, man, that's great balance. I want. I could talk Florida basketball for a minute. Um, dude, you got the you got the tournament coming up. Do you get fired up for the tournament still, or is that a thing with kids no. that you care about? It's I, over. I, I just I just do the brackets and hope to win like a million dollars if I. Win. <laughs> <laughs> dude, 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 all right, Ryan. 
thank you recently for i've been trying to do it on the podcast more too so you're, you're inspiring me but thank you yeah. for your, your vulnerability recently uh on an instagram post you talked about being an underdog and putting yourself yeah. out there to help others and with your mm-hmm. wife's help which i love i always talk about my partner's help um yeah Universe led you to, to life coach, to, to Ed Milet and the concept of a oh. second act, a round two. Yeah. And, and with the pandemic where it is for all the one stars out there going through a similar reset, because yours is a little bit bigger because you we had the spotlight on you for a while and you're the best of the best. But then a lot of us normies, too, are like, shit, should I go back to this? Should I should I start over? What's the next act look like for Ryan Lockie and what tools and resources are you using that others can tap into? Well, first, I want to say thank you for saying that comment. That means a lot. Um, I mean, it was it's hard to, you know, be vulnerable. And I think that anyone can contest to that. Like, it's hard to put yourself out there. But one thing that I was talking with Ed about was he was like, once you do this, you will feel 10 times better about yourself. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, like, I was scared. Like, I was scared to do this. Like I was watching my kids at a park and I was like, you know what? I should do this now. No one's around. Like no one's going to judge me and I can talk. My kids are playing, they're having fun. So let me just do this. And I did it. And I immediately felt 10 times better about myself about like, like a weight was off my shoulders. Um, but to answer your question, like, what do I do now? That's a good question. I'm still trying to answer that. Let me back up to my mom listens to the podcast. She's never knows knows anything about sports until the podcast. This mom, this is non-sports, but Ryan, just talk a little bit, back back us up a little bit about what was going on in your head. Uh, Not only through the, through the last couple of years, but more recently when you decided to say, shit, I'm going to share this with the world. Um, just because, um, I mean, Ed first said he was like, it, it will help you. It will help your mind and help your mental capacity because, you know, after it was, I've never been through, felt depressed or depression throughout my whole swimming career. Even like being like swimming against Michael Phelps. I've never felt depressed or pressure or anything like that because I mean, I was the underdog. It didn't matter if I win or lose because hey, it's you're the underdog. You're <laughs> people are not really expecting you to win. Um, but then when it was all over, like something that I wanted more than I did when I started swimming, like I wanted to make this Olympic team. I wanted to get another medal at the Olympics this past one more than anything, because I wanted it for everyone. And I think that's where I fell apart is where, I mean, it's a good reason to like do something for your family, for your fans, your friends and everything like that. But I didn't want it for myself. I wanted it for them. So the motive, the, the real inner core, like fire wasn't there. And so when I failed, I felt like I failed everyone, especially my family. Like there was times where I would wake up, I'd wake up every day and go brush my teeth, look myself in the mirror and be like, and just shake my head being like, I'm a failure. And I, like it made me become a failure as a dad, mm-hmm. which is one of the hardest things because I want to be the best I can. And I couldn't because I mean, I was depressed. I didn't even want to go down to the mailbox to get the mail because I was like, why? Like I'm a freaking failure. Like I was lazy. I didn't want to do anything. So once I was able to put this out there and realize that, you know, there's a lot of people that, 
are depressed, but they're scared to tell, talk about it. Well, I'll be the guinea pig. And, you know, been an under, I had to realize I've been an underdog my entire life. But I overcome being an underdog and I beat Michael Phelps and took his world record. So I was able to do that and overcome that because I still had a goal. I had a purpose. And it's the same mentality that I did for swimming that I have to do now if I'm still going to swim or if I'm going to transition this to another life, which I don't know if I'm going to keep swimming, but all I do know is I'm going to put myself down and I'm going to be an underdog again, no matter what. And I want people to come with me on this journey because at the end, whoo. I just got the freaking chills. So did I, man. We do, bro. We're the first time recruits. We're going to all be sitting on that podium with a damn gold medal being like, hell yeah. Let's go. And we're going to be sitting there together this time. And two, bro. I remember when that bullshit started with, 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 and now we're talking about it. All It seems to me we got to just away from being that little kid in the pool, separating pool and life when we were trying to do it for everybody else. You know what I mean? And uh, yep. now we're back for round two. This is exciting times, dude. All yeah. like the whole the whole concept, I think, is the world having a restart. I do some things that I used to do all the time now because of the pandemic. Just going out for a pizza party with my family. It's like, damn, that was the best pizza party I've had. You know, yeah. we got new eyes <laughs> on some things now, which which is which is cool. And that's so badass. Thank you, man. I have. You need to start a podcast. You're good at this shit, too. Maybe an idea for the podcast, man. We got a chlorine kills anything. It could be the name of the podcast. I'm good at talking to people. Um, like, just be like shooting the shit and like talking. And then like, if we do like, I guess you could say I'm good with question and answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're fired, man. And even I would love to see Ryan Lockie maybe get some other folks like who rip, like maybe like Carl Malone, who went through the same shit or a Clyde Drexler. Who had a Joe Kim Noah. Player. Joe Kim Noah. How about close to Noah is a LeBron. And the- Tracy McGrady. T-Mac. Oh, bro, Dude, there you go. Far, he's like my Michael Jordan. Like everyone thinks Michael Jordan is the best. Tracy McGrady is like my Michael Jordan. I reached out to him. Actually, it was a funny story. I reached out to him on DM and be like, hey, I've been like your all time, like big fan. Can you like I got a basketball and a jersey, uh, like his old school jersey from Orlando, and he signed Which it. Which one? Which one? The, the black stripes. No, the white. Oh, yeah, white. both. Yeah, because the white, one, the black one is easy to get. The white one is very. It's like all sold out. Like it's hard to get. So I got the white one, and he signed it and everything, and I have it framed and everything. It's just oh. he's the he's the man. Who's your squad? Are you Orlando Magic squad from? from- I mean, I guess I have to be just because, uh, like, I grew up in Daytona Beach. Mm-hmm. But more, I'm more of like not a team. I'm more of like individuals. Yeah, yeah a just lot of people- like just straight like people that like just commit to like just playing the sport. They don't like showboat. They're not like being like, oh, I'm the best. I'm the king. No, they're there to work and freaking make baskets. Oh, you got to like our boy, De- Devin Booker. We're Phoenix Suns fans. We ha- Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like him. I like him. He, hey, he, that boy, that boy's good. Yeah, he's, <laughs> focused. he's focused too right now, you know, which they have. He's kind of that. Arizona's hot right now. Your boy, you brought up Phelps. I think he's there at ASU. How about coaching, Ryan? Is that ever something you go get into like Phelps and Arizona? He, State? I always want to be a part of this uh, sport. 
I will always, no matter what, until the day I die, be the part of sport, sport of swimming. Um, swimming, I don't know how much longer. Um, coaching, I don't know. I like, I like teaching kids how to swim. Um, like doing swim clinics, um, teaching kids on like things that I've developed, the do's and don'ts that happened in my life that could change their lives, that could help the younger generation. And that's what I really want to do. I want to help the younger generation because I want everyone to be on that podium getting that gold medal and feel the same way I did when I did when I did it. So, man, you're doing it. Look, on this podcast, I'm being accountable with myself. I've had a hard time in my late 30s and 40s meeting new friends we've moved and i'm like i need to meet people so yeah. i've been on the podcast talking about meeting people doing new experiences it's one of my big accountability goals so with ryan Long accountability you got a lot of good shit going on but maybe we can do here on the one star recruits and, and accountability you mentioned the next step from underdog man i wouldn't be i wouldn't be against you getting on a on a mic and just inviting a guest and throwing down some story time man do you have an account, any accountability you want to throw out with us for the next three months that we could follow up on you with? How about just be, how about maybe just doing a, a post of some more vulnerability stuff throughout the process of this, this, this underdog status. I, I, you know, I definitely, I definitely can do that. And, we, uh, we want, I, 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 I will. Cause like, I don't have like, cause you got to understand like what you're feeling with like, Oh, I'm in a new place. Like I got to make new friends. Like, you know how many other thousands and thousands of people are going through the same shit? <laughs> like, you're not alone in this. And I had to come to realization that, you know, I'm not alone either. Like, there's mi millions of people that feel like they're an underdog. But they're just like, how or what can I do? Like, how do I do it? And it's just, it's taking your first step. For you, like, I mean, I'm not like a... I'm not no like admire that like <laughs> a guru, but I'm, I would just say like going out to like a social event, like a bar. I'm, a bar's great. I'd be also doing golf. I've been hopping in foursomes at golf. Oh, now, hey, hey, now if you start golfing, hey, I'll come over and I'll play some. <laughs> uh, golfing, uh, man. It's been a great, every time I go out, I live in an island. So a lot of people are visiting from all over the place. So every time I go out, it's a, it's a mixed bag. So that's terrific. Um, oh, does that mean I have to come out to Hawaii and uh, play? We'll come play. Oh. We'll come play uh, Kapalua oh, Golf Course. <laughs> I would love to. I'll, I'll book my ticket right now. <laughs> Look, bring the family. I know I know your wife's doing real estate now. You guys could come look yeah. at, it, uh, at, a, hey, at a second home. This is while we, me and you uh, golf. Yeah, exactly. There you well, go. That, awesome. Answer your question, it would just definitely be, um, you know, I want to just definitely start putting my foot into the door of these new projects that I have going on. Um, they're just starting, so I got to – it's, I got to keep it hush hush for right now, but like, you know, just being more assertive and being more work oriented instead of just, you know, going to the swimming pool and knowing that I know how to swim and just swimming. So transitioning over to the real world, I guess you can say. I love it. Hey, Ryan, we uh, we end every interview with the segment we call one star to five star. We're one star is trying to get better with advice and tips from every guest we have on the pod. And so I want to ask you a few questions. I know you got food there, so I'll just keep it brief. But I, I want to ask a few questions that run uh, the gamut on a one to five star scale. Let's say one is the lowest and five is the highest. Yeah. 
All right. I mentioned, let's talk parenting. I mentioned off the top, we, we, we heard your kids in the background. You have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Everybody knows that being a parent of young kids is really rewarding, but there's also those moments that you want to pull your hair out. I don't have any left. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we had a uh, basketball player, Mark Madsen, told us last month that he wiped his kid's butt with a Clorox wipe on accident. That was his one-star moment. Uh, what's been one of those kind of one-star welcome to parenting moments for, for you over the past four years? One time was like, um, I was just so tired and so grumpy. It was like when I was going through like the whole depression and like my daughter, she was, um, she took a nap and I didn't change her diaper before putting on her clothes to go to like outside and play. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm such a bad dad. Right. It didn't didn't end well. (laughs) All right. You, you talked about a little bit about not qualifying for the Olympics last summer and the, the toll that it took on you. And we're, we're almost a year removed from that. You're 37 now. We have a short turnaround with the next Olympics in Paris. So in your heart, I know you said you were doing it for your family and other people. But if we took a one to five star scale, what are the chances that we see Ryan Lochte on a medal podium in the summer of 2024 in Paris? It'd be a hell of a story. See, anything can happen. Anything can happen in like a year. Anything can happen in the next day. Ooh, um, right. right now, as what I am sitting right here, a two. That's so, like right. you said, that could good could go up or down. So, I didn't know the Olympics yeah. were in Paris either. That sounds pretty fun to get. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I might be there. Just I don't know if I'll be to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last, last one here. Uh, I have an idea. I want to run by you real quick. It's, I know you met your wife, Kayla on Tinder. It's been said, I, I, I met my wife on a dating app as well. And I've been out of the game for about eight years, but man, I used to love online dating to me. It was so much more efficient and you can weed out, you know, the bad people that you have nothing in common with. But so my idea is that just like kind of the world's heading toward remote work and no more commutes to offices and cities, we should also strive for just strictly online dating. I'm calling it right now. What, on a scale of one to five stars, how do you rate that idea? Because, man, it would be efficient as hell, and you can't argue with the success. I mean, it's uh, – I would say a three. <laughs> it's better than a one. Yeah, I would say a three because, I mean, for some people that are shy, like it's an easier, I guess you can say, icebreaker yep. to meeting people. And to like, yeah, meeting other people. So, I mean, and dating. So I would say, yeah, three. Three star. Nice. Hey, let's wrap this thing up. We got, if anybody listeners, if anybody needs a house in the Gainesville area, right, Ryan? Ryan Lockie's in the real estate game. Great. My wife, Kayla, she will sell you. She will get you a house. Any projects, any places you want to send people to check out? Anything they can get involved with what you have going on right now? Or stay tuned? Uh, just stay tuned because um, I have a bunch of, like I said in um, that vulnerable uh, video that I did uh, posted like a couple weeks ago. Like I have some new things happening and I, got, I want you guys to be on this journey with me because it's, we're going to go back to the podium. I love that, bro. Love back to the podium. Let's chlorine kills anything back to the program <laughs> on this podcast we have some t-shirts that we can make bro thank you ryan uh i love this stage of life and we really appreciate you being on the podcast and being vulnerable it's something that we work on all the time as men it's hard to do um and it's great to have others on who are here on this journey with us so we appreciate you so much man yeah thank you i appreciate it and thanks ryan. for having me 
great interview ryan Lockie, the um the one star and the underdog strategy right rip it's in life kind of similar the situation to always grow always get better always have a second act in you um is something that we're big fans of man and i really enjoyed that interview yeah, you know, I really didn't know what to think of Ryan Lochte because all you see is kind of the media coverage over the years and some of the incidents he's been involved in. But man, that interview, like talking to him for a half hour, he comes across as a really normal, likable guy. He's just living the family life down in Florida and kind of struggling with the things a lot of athletes struggle with after they retire is what comes next, you know? So props to him for for putting his vulnerability out there and uh, trying to figure it out, man. So it's, yeah. it's cool to be along for that ride. Okay, the, the Pizza Boys. We're the one-star Pizza Boys now, Rip. We partnered up on this episode with the most amazing pizzeria. It's it's called Blue Highway Pizza, Rip. The owner is terrific. Uh, Layla, amazing. I got to give some love to One Star, one of the managers, Freddie. And I can tell it's a great place for employees to work, Rip. You mentioned the 401k, all the good shit. I could tell when I first talked to Freddie on the phone. He was so cool, man. We talked about the menu a little bit, what they have going on. They're actually familiar with uh, the Lockheed family. They come in as customers and uh, he, he pushed me in the right direction. Listeners, we're doing a new little thing where we're sending out pizzas. So we're doing some some test areas, if you will. But this guy, Freddie Rip, was so cool, man. He's a one star reporter now. Shout out to Freddie. And the pizza looks amazing, Rip. So I'm excited to add it. What we're going to do, bro, we're going to keep adding things to our road trip. Rip, since we've had Taco on now in Orlando, you want to get to, to Disney World. We have a reason now to get to Florida. Should we add it to the road trip? Oh, Gainesville is a great stop on the road trip. I mean, we could hit a, hit a Gators game, hit a Blue Highway pizza. And like you said, I mean, you can tell when a business is, is on top of their stuff, especially because when, when the restaurant game is so bananas. I mean, the, the response times from Freddie to Layla working with, with Blue Highway pizza have just been great this week. So we're looking forward to stopping in there and having some pie at some point. Yep, yep. I'd stay on the on the lookout. Pizzerias across the across the world. Across the world. You're maybe partnering with the one star recruits. We're gonna try to do this every single week. This week it's the fine folks at, at Blue Highway. Uh, and we'll keep it going. So you know, a little thing, Rip. This is what you call marketing, bro. I think it's gonna I think it's a lot of fun. I think this is gonna catch on. Just like just like our husk. You know what I mean? I think it's gonna catch on. Hey, we've been saying it. Don't if you're a well, one-star recruits listener, don't be surprised if uh, a random pizza delivery person shows up at your doorway sometime. Uh, you, the time you least expect it, which is always, you know, it's going to happen. We're, we're well, bringing we're pizza. Gonna, no, we planned it, Rip, to try to get it to you possibly right before dinner time. We, we got a we got a good marketing strategy in place, Rip. This is about a three and a half star marketing plan, bro. I'll tell you what, listeners should not be surprised about if. They're possibly chilling at a park and the bald headed dude wearing a one star recruits jersey shirt uh, starts uh, t- talking to you a little bit, um, possibly trying to grab your phone number. Sounds like you made a pickup move in the dad game, Rip. You got a dad's phone number in public. I did. And I surprised my wife because it was a couple that we, we met at a party, <laughs> a, a preschool party. And, uh, you know, we, that we enjoyed talking to him. And my wife was like, man, why can't more of these parents be normal like that? And so we, we just ran into him again over the weekend at T-Ball. And, and I, I said, hey, let's get the kids together. And I, I grabbed his, uh, I grabbed, I put up, pulled out my phone and started typing in. So he had no choice not to, right? Wait, what did you, but did you think in your head, like, I'm going to get this dude's number? 
Yeah, I kind of digs. I, I wanted to surprise and impress my wife and because, and you know, because she had a good time talking to them and it was like people we'd want to hang out with as parents, you know, so I had to find a way to do it. And uh, who knows if I'll ever, or I'll ever call them or text them. But, you know, it's uh, well, you got to follow up now. This is like this is like now male dating at this point in time. You got to make it happen, <laughs> man. And now you have to do the same thing. If I committed Gary and Steve, Canadian tourist uh, to be a listener, this new homie should be a one-star listener. Did that come up in the conversation at all in the phone number exchange? Not, no, it has not yet. You know, I, Dude, uh, here's uh, the play. Go, go ahead. I'm not, I'm not as good as you at, at that, but you know, I, I let the, usually let the shirt speak for itself, but, and if someone asks, I'll, I'll oblige and, and get in a conversation about it, but I need to be more proactive about pushing it on the same people. way that you're getting all these guests rip is because you know what it does. You can say, Hey, we don't got to chill, but here's this podcast. And if they like it, they'll hit you back. It's like you could, it's a filtration. I know, I know but just to be accountable, like I, I called you last week before I had a, a guy come over to fix my garage door and he said, you know what to do? He said, everyone that comes to your house to, to do something, you turn them on uh, the podcast and I failed. I'm like didn't. podcast sluts down the second <laughs> half. Jeez. What happened? Was that a fail too? Oh, I didn't even bring it up, man. I just, uh, I, I cool shot the cool. shit about garage I'm door. trying to be more cool, man, about it too. Yeah, it's trying to be more cool about it. Let it come up. Let it flow naturally. But shit, we got Ryan Lockie on. These next two weeks are fire episodes coming up. It's hard to keep it inside, man. I can't believe Adam, a comedian, Adam Lamb, was the initial recommender of the psyllium husk, man, and how money that is. It probably, what did you eat at that Hawaii uh, Long Beach State baseball game? What did you put in your belly? Nothing because the lines were too long. Big, big one, big one star uh, baseball game environment to, out to Long Beach State that they three and a half innings for food. You have to wait in line three and a half innings. to oh, get, get food. That. It's get terrible. And I know that. everyone's understaffed after coming back from COVID and all that, but that place is not built to handle. Like it's a, too, a, a that's not the crowd. environment either, man. I we had a long wait. There's a shave ice place right here down the street when they get backed up. It's like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But but Kimmy and I waited for an hour. Luckily, it was in Hawaii and it's beautiful. And we we're looking at mountains, but we waited for an hour. And that was right about our own adult limit. I can't imagine three innings with ki- hungry kids, bro. Get out of here. So, yeah, no, we we didn't even really try, to be honest. We uh, we had packed some snacks, luckily, with us. And so we uh, we just ate those and went home early. Ah, he's loading them up on Cheez-Its, huh? No, it was pretzels and granola bars this time. Pretzels and granola bars. There it is. Plunk still some sugar in there, man. Keep those kids fired up. How fired up were both of them after house and all that lemonade? You know what's crazy to me? Every time I make lemonade, it boggles my mind that that much sugar goes inside of a drink. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, there was a pile of sugar. You know how you boiled in the water. There's a pile of sugar in the middle of the of the pot. And I'm like, wait, I have to add water to this. I add some water, and it barely covered the sugar to to do the boiling mix. It, so it my, imagine just taking a bite of that. And what's crazy is in sodas, it's it's like it's double that, which which is even crazier. The whole sugar game. Um, but I do love some good lemonade, man. But how how fired up were they? What you couldn't even get them to sleep after that garage sale lemonade day. Uh, they kept they kept asking for more, and uh, I actually kind of had it. We have a uh, fridge in our garage outside, so I had to hide the rest of the pitcher in the fridge in the back, so they couldn't get to it anymore. Yeah, they, you've been they, loosening they, up on that. You've been loosening up on that a little bit, man. You've been loosening up on being a bit of a hovering uh, helicopter parent, Rip. If I I must give it to you a little bit. You're kind of just letting them fall in the mud a little bit sometimes. Figure it out. I hope so. I mean, you got to walk that that line. Is that something you're working on? Is that something like you actively talk, think about? I'm trying to be more cool in social situations, like listen more and talk less. 
are you being like a more cool, relaxed dad, something that you're striving to, or you're just naturally growing into this, this position here? Uh, I go back and forth all the time man. between let, letting them pushing them to be as independent as they can versus being that helicopter dad. So it's always a fine line and, and you, you know, you don't, you don't know if you're right or wrong until they're about 18, right? 16 or 18. Oh, you're going to keep it going. Yeah. You're going to keep going in and out all through 18. I can't wait, bro. <laughs> I'll pull you back helicopter at 16, man. Couple big one-star bumps this week. First and foremost, happy 79th birthday, Mark Knops, my pops. Big. He will say it's his 80th year on on this earth. So we'll give you 80 pops. Happy birthday. Love you. Big, big love you from, from the islands. We got dude, who who do we have? We had George Yang. He's coming out with a documentary, so we're gonna give him a bump. Agreed. Docu series, I think six episodes and kind of like shows the life of an NBA player through it's his gonna eyes. Be- fire bro so netflix so the second damn that should have been my wreck of the week too but but i i stayed true to form uh the 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 uh f1 netflix show is amazing they're doing a golf show this is it this is the next level and george is that guy we had him on the pod he was really really entertaining dude so double thumbs up netflix one star bump uh who else rip uh ashley robinson yeah, athletic director over at Jackson State, I think, signed a big extension down there to, to be the AD for, for years to come. And he, he's doing a hell of a job. Hired Deion Sanders, got that got the program heading in the right direction, DK. Boom. One-star bump to, to the RIP family. They got a $130 bump at their G sale. What do you got for uh, Wreck of the Week, DK? Wreck of the Week, I got, um, well, I'm going to just stick with it. I'm going to pound it in people's head. You know what, RIP? They say you got to say something three times. Adam Lamb, comedian Adam Lamb's not going to like this, but I'll tell you who's going to love it. My boy, Freddie. They have a shrimp scampi pizza that's on my must hit list. I added it to my list. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell people that they need to go into Blue Hawaii Pizza and ask for Freddie. Tell them the one-star recruit sent you and, uh, and get some pizza, man. It seems like an amazing place to work and some of the best food. That's my rec, Rip. Hey, I love it. If I was in Gainesville, I'd be there for dinner tonight. Cheesy. That was cheesy. Rip, you just took a good wreck and made it cheesy. <laughs> the good news is a pizza place. So cheesy still flies in the marketing world. This is like our marketing episode, Rip, where we're giving out all of our marketing secrets, bro. Extra cheese, baby. Extra cheese from Big Rip. What's your wreck? Bring a good one, man, because I'm, I'm telling you this Slimian husk. How do you say it? Slimian? Psyllium husk. Psyllium husk. I Unbelievable. Top that. I think I don't know if this is going to top that. And I think this is an old one to you, but it's new to me because my wife and I just started watching Ozark on Netflix. It's been around since 2017, but we're on season one. Jason Bateman, Laura Linney, Julia Garner. You watch the show, right, DK? I went in and out of it, man. I couldn't commit. Are you fully committed and in? I'm fully committed. It's more TV than I've watched aside from sports in a long time. Uh, you know, I'm getting in like an episode every two days, which is big. People for love me. it. People love it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of drama. I mean, I, I think they're on season four or five right now. So you I don't know. You're binge on this. The, the Rip family doesn't get binge binges no. on. No, because we're in bed by like, you know, 10 or 11. You do one at one before you get to sleep. I would like to. I mean, sometimes I'll hit that hit that button to play the next episode. My wife's like, no, we can't do it. We got to go to bed. So yeah, you need some of that Cali weed is what you need. That'll happen. <laughs> I mean, I could do it, but it's something to pay for it the next day. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So you're hooked, man. Good. What so are you? Are you in? Are you, do you finish episode? Uh, are, did you finish season one? Not yet. No, I think uh, we're on like episode eight or so. 
It's an old one. We're going to get some heat for for bad wrecks, but bad wrecks <laughs> not from a, like because unoriginal because this is really what's up, man. It's been for me. It's been it's spring break. And now that I'm 40, that means like I got to plan my week not to go out and mess with it as much as it used to mean go hop in the wildness. So I'm kind of chilling this week, man. That's why a little bit boring. And you loaded me up with interviews, Rip. So there it is. Humble brag city. Keep it coming. We're, we're trying to be as busy as we can over here at One Star Recruits and bringing you episodes every week, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Follow Ryan Lockie. Um, support the second act, man. He, uh, we, we think he has a good idea for a podcast. We've had a title in there that I really still do like. And I hope uh, I wish the best for the family there in that, this tough situation. And hopefully you enjoy the pizza. Uh, Rip, next week, I'm sitting on some homemade nacho recipe that you're, you're flirting around there in dadland i know this kind of was the rip episode a little bit but you got a lot of cool shit going on one star shit going on rip okay Uh, always remind me next week uh, if you enjoyed any part of this interview give us a couple stars on on the app uh spotify or apple it's the best way to say thank you we appreciate all our one stars out there we will see you next week we're keeping the olympic vibe going onward see you next week